prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. My name is Chops, and with me, my host. Are you ready for battle? Uh, you know I am, Chops. This is Craig WK. Um, you didn't sound like you were ready for battle. You I need know. to get hyped. You need to get over-the-top ready for extreme battling for your livelihood. Ah, uh, I just... Almost if, like, the the world's government depended on it. <laughs> well, Chops, it's funny you say that, because in Zoid's Battle Legends, it is indeed. Uh, released for the GameCube by Hasbro on September 4th, 2004, this arena mecha battle game has you choose a faction and wage war with gigantic customizable robots called Zoids. Now, that's where we're going to stop talking about the game and just go talk the, about the anime, right? <laughs> well, actually, before we even get to the anime... Uh, oh, get to the toys. Yeah, what the heck is a Zoid? Yeah, so is this the first time you... This isn't the first time you've heard of Zoids, right? You've heard no, of the no, anime. Yeah. I, okay. I knew of the anime back on Toonami yes. uh, back in the day. Uh, and, and I kind of knew that it was based on like a model line, but I didn't really know the details or the depths of it. Uh, so for our listeners who have no idea what a Zoid is, <laughs> they're like animal robots that people of this world, this fantasy world, uh, pilot. And uh, essentially they were originally a model series that yep. began in Japan in 1982. Yeah, they're um, oh, what what is it called? The word that they use, um, the mecha mechabonica, was the he's like the first original version of the Zoids, and and even though it's not technically a Zoid line, it's counted as it by collectors, which was like 1982, and then later they re-released the first three as Zoids. Um, and they were, it was the Garrus, Elephantus, and Geidler, or Geidler, or, I don't know. They have weird names. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Takara Tomi, uh, though they were rivals before a 2006 merger, uh, they now have uh, the rights to uh, Zoids, uh, though I believe it was Tomi that yeah. had originally did Zoids, right? Yeah. Uh, and... And then, like, they're, they're equivalent to our nowadays, like, Gunpla, your Gundam model kits. Yeah. But but it's, like, these were so, mu so much more different because because they were based off animals. They, they had, like, <laughs> creepy, like, robot animal skeletons. Yeah. And, and then you, like, snapped the armor pieces onto the animal, and they had, like, moving joints, and, like, you could pose them. But I feel like they were way more complicated than Gundam model kits were at the time. It's interesting because Zoids have a very distinct look. There's a lot of fins to them. <laughs> hey, Craig, every every piece has to have a spoiler, okay? Yeah, every you single... You can go faster. Every single piece has, like, fins and a spoiler, and it looks very spiky and pointy. I mean, it wouldn't be an anime if it wasn't. That's fair, I suppose. Uh, so, uh, another interesting side note about the 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 uh, kind of you know companies that own this stuff. Uh, I thought it was interesting. I found out that Hasbro distributed it in America, and I was like, mm -hmm. "Why?" I didn't I didn't get. And it turns out that uh, Hasbro and Takara Tomi have a partnership. Uh, oh where uh, Takara Tomi uh, puts out a lot of Hasbro's games in Japan. Okay. Like Jenga and stuff. Okay. Uh, but in America, Hasbro puts out Takara Tomi's toys. Gotcha. Okay, that and, makes sense. Yeah, and that's why uh, uh, Hasbro's involved with this video game. Uh, well, I mean, that's just like the same way with, like, doesn't Bandai release the Gundam model kits? Yes, I believe so. So... I mean, 
it's part of that like I guess so this is 80s maybe they build the relationship in the 90s I guess but like that's that prime era where you have toy companies filthily hand making money hand over fist for making toys of every product of anything out there so Star Wars and uh, Lego kits and yeah. and Marvel all, all that crap this is just like another example of uh, oh, we're going to release a, a version of this character so that we can make another toy and sell it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the 80s were really, really bad for that. And the early 90s as well, like the late 80s, early 90s, it was just crazy. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure that still happens today. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't really follow current toy lines necessarily, and I don't have a kid or anything. Uh, but I'm sure it must happen still. But man, it was real bad back then. Heck, they were uh, uh, there were laws put in place to to try to stem that tide. Really? Yeah. The uh, I didn't know that there were like like rules and regulations that I uh, uh, I think the American government put on TV companies that basically said like you can't make a show that's basically a commercial. <laughs> and so that's why they kind of had to be a little clever with how they went about you know. The shows of like the the late '80s, early '90s, you know, like GI Joe and Transformers. Like, yeah, it was a toy commercial, but they didn't want you to feel like it was. That's so interesting. They didn't want you to, you know, think it was so blatant, you know. Yeah. I. Uh, That's great. <laughs> but yeah, so Zoids is this fairly long running, you know, since the early '80s model line, and in the the early 2000s, America got a hold of a Zoids anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toonami unleashed, I think it was two different series. Yes, the Chaotic Century and the New Century, right? Oh, it might be. I actually never really watched it. Oh, so so the Zoids The Battle Begins was released as the New Century version from Japan. Mm-hmm. And then the Chaotic Century was another one that was released. And I watched both when it came out. How did you like it? Because to me, it was kind of like... It, it, it was not as how do I put it? Uh, it was Gundam, but without all of the the commentary on war. Which one did you watch? I saw random episodes from both. So Zoids: The Battle Begins is your. You're gonna hate me for saying this. Your G Gundam of of Zoid <laughs> uh, uh, shows because it's like battle arenas. Like it's like these people with Zoids go and they battle and they make money off their fights with sponsors and things like that. Sure, okay. The Chaotic Century one, though, is more like your typical political Gundam thing, uh, Gundam show, where you have a character who's like pretty much in poverty, discovering a ancient Zoid in like a temple, and the government is trying to seize it because it's like one of these rare Zoids where it... Uh, is able to evolve as it battles. And it, it almost has a, a bit of sentience to it. And so that one, he's kind of fighting for a specific side uh, to help fight against, I think, the Empire in, the, in, that, in that world. So you have, you have a, two different styles of animes, but they all center around the fact that people are in these giant animal-like mechs and they fight each other. It's just that the battle one, the, the Battle Begins show, is more or less for money and fighting and fame. Uh-huh. And the other one, and so so like people like buy all sorts of fancy crap for their Zoids. Like there's an episode where a guy um, is fighting and he he's really wealthy and he buys all the fanciest stuff and he loses because he, his Zoid is so heavy he can't turn. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, like, in the chaotic one, uh-huh. it's, like, kind of, like, hit-and-run tactics, um, you know, trying to escape being caught, saving villages, things like that nature. Okay, now that series sounds like it's a little bit more up my alley. Yes. Uh, you know, It's like, still not the most, like, doesn't have, it's not very deep of okay. an anime. Well, I appreciate the honesty, because it does seem like you enjoyed the anime, well, I mean, it's I do enjoy both animes, but again, two thousands, I was how old? I was in my teens. Yeah. So like those 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 times with tsunami and watching anime, like I love those animes because those are my formative years. Those yeah. are when I'm developing my tastes. So 
they hold a special place in my heart because of that time frame. Yeah. I, I am very much not an objective person when it comes to anything in that time frame, especially Zoids. No, that's fair. That's fair. I appreciate you coming clean with that. You're welcome. Uh, so, so let's get into the the game a little bit here before mm-hmm. we eventually just go back to talking about the models and animes and stuff. Right, right. Uh, so essentially, it's like a battle arena game where you have like a big 3D open plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, occasionally, it's like cities or bases or deserts, whatever. And uh, honestly, this game is kind of interesting. I had never played it. I didn't, you know, ever really knew it existed uh, until you wanted to uh, do an episode on it. But, like, you get to customize your Zoid, your big animal robot. Yes. Uh, And you get, like, crazy different things, like cannons on your back, missiles. Yep. Booster jets. Blades. Yep. Shields. It's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. The, uh, I... From what I've heard, I because I read some reviews, I, I you know watched some YouTube videos, I, I tried to bring in as much research as I could, but there's not a lot on this game out there. Yeah, unless you've played it, you, it's hard to really research it at all. Yeah. I mean, you could watch the speedruns, which I did, um, and that explains a little bit in there, and it shows you some of the mechanics, but it's a speedrun, so they go super fast, and it's hard to keep track of what the hell they're doing. Yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I uh, uh, one of the videos I saw, the guy was just like, you know what, whatever you do, just as soon as it starts, sell everything you that you have to your name and b- buy the Blade Liger? Yes, yes. So in the speedrun, they did that. So, so, like, when we say animals, it's like tiger or cat-looking creatures, which is the Liger. They have, like, a turtle, a monkey... There's wolves. There's there's like panther style ones. Um, I, there's uh, raptors. I feel like because the dinosaur robots are really what speaks to me, like the raptors yeah. and stuff. Yes. The final boss of this game is really cool, which we'll get to later. Yeah. Uh, but I uh, I uh, yeah. There's a lot of wolves and cats. Big cats and big dogs are like the gamut of what you see, and occasionally there's an ape. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like, those are the most mobile creatures, really. <laughs> those four-legged cats are very mobile, but also, like, impossible machines to make because of them them being cats. Um, but, like, it is, a, it is a weird thing where, like, the cats, the wolves, there's, like, a bison. Those are, like, your run-of-the-mill style mechs. And then your more exotic ones, like the dinosaurs are like these rare ultimate zoids that either you have to be super wealthy to have or super evil to have. And that's why I would have a giant robot dinosaur. <laughs> Not because I'm wealthy, but because I'm evil. Exactly. Uh, so uh, I, I will say, as a side note, I uh, I googled uh, different zoid models just because I kind of wanted to ooh. see them. Should I? Let me guess. Um... Let me guess which one you would choose. Uh, is, did you choose the Berserk Fury? I don't really know what that is. It's the um, it, it's it's like a a T Rex Raptor almost. It's like a T Rex, but it has longer arms. Uh, yeah, I, I think has, I saw that one. It has like cannons that stick out from its back that can like spin around, but then collapse together and shoot laser beams. That's pretty awesome, right? I mean, it's awesome also because. <laughs> You're gonna love this. Uh huh. Um, the in the show, it's called Berserk Fury. Uh huh. In in the um, in the uncensored version, which is the real version of him, he's the Berserk Fuhrer. Oh, oh boy! Oh wow! That's not good. I know, right? So I, I'd own it. I wouldn't be oh. proud, but I'd own it. It's. The, yeah, he's uh, and he's piloted by Vega Obscura. <laughs> what? That is insane. Like, if if there's ever a part of the show you should watch, it's just like the last season of Zoids, because that's when all the the crazy stuff comes out from the backdraft group, and they have like all the evil, crazy looking dinosaur Zoids. That's awesome. 
I will absolutely look that up later. <laughs> uh, but the other thing I thought was kind of cool was, uh, uh, I don't know that they're in the game that much, if at all, but uh, I thought that the insect zoids were real cool. Yeah, like, yeah uh, there was a caterpillar one. I saw a scorpion one, a model yep. anyway. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he uses his tail as the cannon. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was real cool. There's the caterpillar one is is awful, but <laughs> awesome bad. because in the game it moves really slow. So picture though like a giant wheel in the front. The caterpillar's head is above it to create the axle, mm-hmm. and then the tail just kind of like moves in and up like like a caterpillar. So essentially, it's just being propelled by the wheel, but it's like back moves like a caterpillar, which serves no purpose in my opinion because it's already moving with a wheel. Um, but it's but, it, cool. but it, it opens up from the top and it shoots cannons, uh, shoots rockets out of the top of it that are homing. Oh. So in the game, you could just like gain a bunch of distance and just shoot from a distance, and the rockets like go up in the air. You can't see them, and then they come down on your enemy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I uh, yeah, the, the, I, I thought the 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 models and the 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 mecha design of, of this game and the series and model series or whatever, I uh, was really well done. I, I think they have a really distinct style. They do. And like, I mean, your, your transformers are obviously vehicles that are robots. Mm-hmm. So like that's, that's one thing, but, but these are mech animals. Yeah. Like they're, they're more meshed together to create something completely unique. And for, and I think for them being toys in the, in the beginning, it has that advantage of being more functional or realistic, I guess, mm-hmm. or cool looking in the show because there's a little bit more engineering behind it. Yeah. I mean, the same thing with transformers to a point, but like for transformers, like the engineering for taking a semi truck and turning it into a robot as a toy versus in the show are completely different. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so, it is substantially different when you you when you see Optimus Prime transform in Transformers, he does it in a certain way that not all the toys capture. Right. One of them did. I, I had one of the toys that did it almost the exact same way, uh, but I don't think the original Optimus Prime no, did that. No. No, he was real boxy. Yeah, the original was a little on the clunky side, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's let's uh, 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 keep diving into the game. So you choose a side, the Republic or the Empire, which I think yep. is kind of interesting. I, I, I think all it really does is change up kind of the scenes you're getting in between missions. That and the battles that you face, some of the battles. Are a little different. Yeah. Uh, but I, I thought that was cool because, you know, the... In a lot of fictional series, the Empire is always evil. They're always the bad guys. You can never be the Empire. Right. You know, at that point, it does make you wonder, why do these Empires keep calling themselves Empires if they're always viewed as evil for being Empires? I was honestly thinking that earlier today. I'm like, I wonder if there's ever been a good Empire against a bad Republic. Uh, uh, faster than light. Oh, really? Apparently, the Rebellion is what you're going against in uh, the game Faster Than Light, FTL. I did not know I don't know a lot about that game. I just heard that. Uh, But that's the only one that I can think of. Yeah, it's a a pretty standard trope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Star Wars really just put that last nail in the coffin, and henceforth, no Empire was ever good. Right. So you have a you have the story mode where you can play through all these battles and you get a little bit of mix of um, the chaotic century storyline. I think. Um, actually, no. It depends on which characters you choose. So there's there's three main storylines in the game that reflect the anime. There's the chaotic, the new century, and then I think the other one is the wild, Zoid's wild something. Okay. Hold on. I, I had it right here. Uh, Zoid. Yeah, Zoid Wild. Um, and that's all based upon your pilot. So the the pilot that you choose for Chaotic Century um, Van will start that one. Okay. And then for New Century, you take Bit Cloud. Bit Cloud. Yeah. Is that his entire first name or is his last name Cloud? His last name is Cloud. Bit. Bit is his first name. 
Bit. Last name is Cloud. Bit. I mean, Craig, the names in the in the, the New Century show are amazing. You ready for this? Hold on. Bit. Yes. By eight bit. There you go. Leanna Toros. That's a cool name. Or Lena Toros. Sorry, Lena Toros. That's a cool name. Here's a here's a full one. Brad Hunter. Uh, it's not too different than uh, Rick Hunter from uh, Robotech back in the 80s. Right. Steve Toros. Wait, so the Toros girl's brother? Yep. Okay. Jamie Hemeros. Jamie Hemeros. That sounds like a real name. Here's a, here's a here's a name that I feel like has been used, and I do, but I don't know where else it would have been used. Harry Champ. Harry Champ. Yep. I feel like that's oh. been used somewhere else. I mean, I think that might just be also a, a descriptor when someone is the champion and they're also Harry, right? I guess. I don't know. Um, but th- th- those are some of the... I mean, I feel like they're they're pretty American-sounding hero names. You know, like... What was that villain again? <laughs> oh, Vega Obscura? Vega Obscura. Yeah, yes. so let's see... Of the of the the bad people's names, he is the coolest one. There's also Sarah with an H. Sarah with an H is not necessarily a villainous name in my book. Yep, yep. There's the Fuma team, um, which is their leader is a lady. Her name's Fuma, and the other pilots are Ega, Koga, and uh, Nagola. Well, kind of cool names. Um, Pierce. Yeah, pretty standard. There's a guy named Count. Count? <laughs> Count. Blah. Oh, here's a good one. Captain Stigma Stoller. Okay, that's a pretty cool name. Stigma uh, Sol- Stoller? Yes, yes. That's pretty uh, great. And he pilots the Elephander, which, which is an is, elephant. I was going to say, yeah, big robot elephant, it sounds I like. Mean, well, it, it's kind of like an elephant. It's kind of like a Mastodon almost. Oh, that's pretty cool. I saw the Mastodon model. I don't know if it's the exact same one that guy pilots. Uh, but while I was looking up models, I had uh, uh, I had seen that one. Yeah, it's got this little long trunk, the the huge tusks, and then the cannon on its back. Of course, the cannon. I feel and like it can also shoot. <laughs> so here's the other fun part about the anime is that like uh, zoids that have like appendages that can like move freely or become perfectly straight are usually the barrel of a sniper rifle. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's a there's a raptor one that's like a a bluish purple raptor that this girl um pilots and when it when it's facing forward it shoots with uh rockets on the shoulders uh and one in its mouth but then you can turn it around and it'll like tip forward and make its tail straight and then the pilot like recedes down turns around and slides into the tail and uses it as a sniper's gun that's so stupid. I love it. I know, right? And and some of that stuff you get in the video game. Like, you, you can really customize your Zoid's armor, weapons, boosters. Um, I think, like, ways that it regenerates ammo or, or how it actually moves. Um, because there's certain things in the game, like stuns or, or just overall damage that happens um, and, and that it can affect, like, the actual integrity of the Zoid. Um, and there's even special moves that when your Zoid goes down to like one third health, there's like an ultimate move that it's able to use specific to that oh, Zoid. That's pretty cool. Like almost like a limit break system kind of yeah. you know, thing. Uh, so Chops, here's a question for you because you're more familiar with this game than I am. Yes. How does it control? Because I got kind of mixed feet, like uh, reviews on that. I heard from some people that it controls great and it's a lot of fun. I've heard from other people that it might be fun, but the controls aren't that great. Like, how do you feel the game actually handles? It really depends on what type of Zoid you're using. Because your your cat Zoids are more flexible and they're moving. Like, you're able to turn sharper. You're able to, like, actually jump and pounce with them. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're um, driving the turtle one... <laughs> Uh, which is basically just has a cannon sticking out of the back of its giant shell. Um, it's very slow and hard to turn. So it really depends on the Zoid. The, the overall controls, I mean, for GameCube, 
is fine. It's joystick based. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's a lot better than if it was just D-pad. Right. But it, it does depend on the type of Zoid you're using. And, okay. and like you had said earlier, it's all just battle arena stuff. So story versus battle mode. The only difference is there's no fluff in the battle mode. You're just playing battle after battle after battle. Yeah, the uh, I will say that does lead me to the, I would say, what could be construed as a crippling flaw of the game. In story mode, the voice acting. Ooh, it's bad. Oh my lord, it is so bad. But honestly, what I think annoys me the worst is it's not even like you could just skip past the story or whatever. Like, your character talks in the middle of matches. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they do. They're like words of encouragement or like noises of like defeat <laughs> it's it's so weird it's so horrible like the voice act like it, it's weird because like you know I, we we talked about like grandia grandia is a fun game awesome rpg voice acting isn't that great you know it's it's you know it's not the worst but it could be way better but like this is just like a whole nother level of bad and this is around the time when voice acting was supposed to be getting better in video games i mean it's so this is the third. So the one that was released in the United States was the third in the series. Well, I thought it was uh, yeah, okay, the, maybe second, it was. The, the second in the series. Second in the series. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I thought. Second, I it was part of the Zoidverse series. And so, I mean, if they've already released two games or uh, another game out and we're not seeing the first one, I don't think they, I mean, however they redistributed or distributed here in the United States, they probably weren't thinking in mind of like high quality voice actors or even quality control because they were probably is the first game released. Let's just get it over there and see how it does. Yeah. I, I'm sure that's what it was. I'm sure they had no budget for, for voice acting. They probably pulled in like their staff or whatever. So you know? yeah, I don't even know if it's the same as the anime. Oh, I have, I, I now that I don't know. I wouldn't imagine it is though. Because uh, I don't remember the animes, uh, the Zoids animes having, like, terrible voice acting. Yeah, well, I mean, it's your typical English dubbed anime. Like, it's, yeah. not, it's not awful. Yeah, I mean, Toonami's run back in the day, things like Gundam Wing, uh, their redub of the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Honestly, they did a pretty solid job with a lot of that. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I don't think that the, the Zoids voice actors would have been that bad for the animes though you know i don't know it as well of course uh but uh yeah the the voice acting is rough but aside from that it seems like the gameplay itself is fun it seems like it has a lot of fans and uh what's interesting is uh uh we just heard uh uh a zoids game is coming to switch in the coming oh really yeah Oh my uh, god! I didn't know this. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure, man. Oh, I don't, I hope I'm, I'm looking this alive. up right now. I. Uh, yeah, another a Switch Zoid, game is on the way. Zoids Wild Blast Unleashed. Yep. It's coming to the West. Interesting. I don't know when the release date is. I don't. I think it'll be coming after this episode releases. Um. Uh, October 16th of this year. So, yeah, in the coming months from when this episode airs, uh, uh, there'll be a Zoids game coming to Switch. So, even if you can't get a hold of uh, uh, Battle Legends very easily, maybe uh, you don't have a GameCube or the game's too expensive or whatever, you can't find it, uh, there is another Zoids game coming. Hopefully, it'll be a fun one. I mean, it looks more like a fighting game than like a Battle Arena game. Uh, that's disappointing. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I didn't yeah. see any gameplay. I just saw a trailer for it. Hopefully they do a good job with it, because uh, honestly, Zoids is, is very intriguing to me. Old, and we've talked about this on, like, State of the Zilla and even previous episodes of Legend of Retro. Uh, you know, for all our Patreon members, I believe it was uh, June of uh, 2020, the State of the Zilla episode. Uh, we talked about toys, you, me, and LPJ. And so, like, you know, we, I've mentioned before, I'm always really intrigued by toys, especially they kind of got their start in the 80s. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in Zoids now. 
even if I'm not 100% sure on, like, you know, what my involvement with the series will be moving forward. Right, yeah, it's, um... It's one of those series, like, I feel like if you didn't catch it at the time when it was released in Toonami, you missed it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I don't think it was released anywhere else, and I don't know if they brought, like, if they did dub over the other series, like, it had Fusors, and they had Wild, and they had Genesis, and I don't, I've never even seen any of those series. So even if they did dub it over, I don't know if it was released on TV. So um, I, it's a it's a weird how do I say this? It's a weird t- to me, like in between of Gundam and Transformers, because Transformers was the more playful, toy oriented show and had like weird storylines, and it was and it was all about the the robots, but also about them saving things. But then they also transform and change. Whereas Gundam was more political; it it was more human based. Mm-hmm. Um, reasons for the for the wars and this is like a mix of the two um and and being a a mech lover and you're a mech lover yeah this this i feel like should be at least like you should watch a little bit of it if if you're if you've never seen it before just to get an idea especially because of how different the two series are they're they each offer different things one more humor one more political commentary mm-hmm. yeah the it, it's definitely uh worth looking into and if if you know if you jumped into this episode because you're you know curious about this game and you want to know if it's worth it uh it looks cool like i it never looks, played it but it looks real cool the graphics are are amazing there's not a lot of lag like the, it's very smooth and it's satisfying when you're using certain zoids. So the blade liger's ability is it just has like two blades that stick out its sides, which look pretty stupid. Um, <laughs> but when you hit something, there's like resistance to it uh, as you're playing and you're basically like slicing these robots. And that was the essential strategy of, of the, of the speed run was just run up to these guys and do circles around them with the blades until they die. And, uh, it, it's it's very satisfying also because of all the unique and different zoids you have the ability to use um it makes it a lot of fun as well yeah uh chops before i uh start babbling about the music uh, yeah. uh any uh thing else you want to lay on our uh fans yeah so should i go over the speed run details right now sure yeah so i watched most of the uh, of one of these speed runs so i watched the battle mode speed run that one is, it's just straight up battles. You choose your character. But like I said, there's three different storylines. So depending on which character you choose determines your storyline. And you can start with any three. Um, but essentially the strategies was sell everything you have, buy a blade liger, use it until you can get the zero X liger with blades and then just blade everything. Um, That's great. And that speed run uh, took an hour, three minutes, and 42 seconds uh, by an Italian speed runner named Hero Fred. And then the Battle Mode New Game Plus, because you can do a New Game Plus after you beat the game. Um, That one's a little bit shorter, 46 minutes, 57 seconds. And that was beaten uh, or ran by the Terror of Death. That's what it's called. Wow. There there is no speed run category for... um, at least I didn't see one for too much of the story. Like there, there was like maybe one person running it. It's not a very well run game, but it is a lot of fun. I think that people, if you if you like mech games or if you just like mech animes, you'll like this game. Um, you just gotta give give some time to it, and then also sell everything you have <laughs> when you boot it up and buy something really good. <laughs> buy that blade liker. Also, funny. There's a funny um, little glitch kind of with the game, uh, where it only has seven digits for the money counter, uh-huh. but you can make, you can have more than the amount that it shows, and the game will keep track of any additional money money you make, even though it doesn't show it. Oh, so if I have maxed out like nine 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 money. And yeah. I get more. I still have that money. It's just not showing me. Right. Weird. 
Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a weird programming thing. It's nice of them to keep track of that for me, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's, uh, I tell you what, uh, Chops, let's uh, hear a word from one of our partners, and then we'll go ahead and jump into the music. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Boom-shakalaka! So, chops. Yes. Do you know uh, who the composer is for this game? No, I don't. What a coincidence. I don't either. Oh, okay. <laughs> there is nothing on this composer. I have found really? nothing. I brought up the credits to the game on YouTube. Uh-huh. Watch the play. They don't credit a composer. Seriously? Seriously. A game that released in 2004... This isn't a Nintendo game when they weren't doing things like that, like crediting people. 2004, there is no composer listed to this game. That's so weird. Yeah, I I am super frustrated because the music's not bad. It's not. It's like it it has a lot of variety to it. I'll say that. It it reminds me almost of like generic rock music. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. That that and like house music or electronica. Yeah. It's like a, a fusion of all that. I I could not find a dang thing on this game. So for any of our listeners who might potentially know, I don't know how you would know, but if for some reason you know who the composer is, reach out to us. Jump on our Discord. Go to GameZillaMedia.com. Become a member of our Discord. And by all means, let us know. Oh, wow. Uh, but we do have a few songs uh, we're going to play. Maybe uh, uh, a couple here. I. Uh, Chops and I were uh, a little confused because the the listing of songs he got a hold of were just numbers. The listing of songs I have are really ridiculous names to them. Yes. So the first song I have here for us is uh, uh, a song that I know as High Road to the Rockin' Heavens. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if it really has that name or if somebody on YouTube just slapped it on there. Maybe right. it's just a number. But regardless, let's go ahead and give this a listen. It's not bad. It's uh, uh, it's just sort of like kind of generic rock music. Yeah, basically. Uh, so that's I Road to the Rock in Heavens. Uh, let's listen to one of yours, uh, Chops. This is track 35. Uh, yeah, dude, 35. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to listen to track 35 here. This is one Chops shows. Uh, let's give this a listen.
is uh, uh, pretty fun, but it also seems like more heavy, more imperial, maybe. It it does. The reason why I picked it is that it it reminds me of like airship music from Final Fantasy. Yeah, it kind of does. Now that you're uh, mentioning it, uh, it, it does. It has that feel, that like sort yeah. of grand sweeping feel to it. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I picked that one. Uh, so here's another one uh, you chose, Chops. This is track 40. Uh, and uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and give this guy a listen as well. awesome yeah that one that one i really really enjoy it's got a rocking beat to it it also reminds me of like it could be in a castlevania game it does it almost it does have that kind of feel to it yeah i i was trying to place like what else it could have been from like you know in rem like you know making me think of it and yeah i i think it would it would fit really well in uh, castlevania Uh uh-huh uh, now, the final song we have here is also ridiculously titled as uh, the first one, Together Our Friendship Will Strive Through Anything. And that's a motto that we have for our friendship. It is. Uh, uh, that is a pact we forged in blood. Yeah, it is. It was gross. It was, you know, honestly, I don't know what I was thinking. We really I don't know have done either. That. I make bad decisions when I'm with you. Yeah, you do. I blame you. Why yeah, would you listen to me? Right. <laughs> Let's give it a listen. That's a really fun one. Yeah, that is. I, I rather enjoy that one. I uh, the uh, the music for the game is is honestly pretty good. I uh, I'm I'm pretty sad that we don't know who the composer is. I really wish yeah. that we did. It'd be uh, nice to give them credit. Absolutely. I you know one of the things I try to do on Legend of Retro is hype up all these composers, especially because back in the day, 
you know, they got the short end of the stick. They weren't allowed to, like, put their names in credits and stuff. Right. Uh, and so it, it, it kind of is, is sort of depressing that a game made as late as this one is still just like, well, whatever. The composer doesn't matter. Yeah, that's, it's unfortunate. I wish they could get the credit that they deserve. Mm-hmm. You know, so... And who knows? Maybe it was, like, a contract employee and it just, like... You know, they they weren't supposed to be credited per their arrangement or something. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's I can't bl- place the blame entirely on the the you know company that made it, but at the same time, it's like uh, I don't know who else to blame. Right. Uh, but uh, Chops, what are your final thoughts on uh, Zoid's Battle Legends? Um, like I said before, it's a f- really it's a fun mech game in the time where I don't think we were getting a ton of mech US released games. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's on the GameCube. The GameCube's great. Um, I, I think it's definitely worth playing if you like the anime or if you like animes with mechs in them. It's definitely worth your time to play. Yeah, it uh, it looks like on eBay uh, it goes from anywhere between 30 to $70, depending on if you want it like complete in the box. Uh, which... It's a little pricey, uh, you know, but uh, if you're just looking to uh, pick up another, like you said, a, a, a mech game, it's definitely one that's uh, worth keeping an eye out for, especially for our uh, uh, GameCube collectors, you know, people who are yep. uh, big fans of the GameCube. Uh, it, it's hard to go wrong with giant robots, right? Right, right. You know, it, it, it's, it, it's a no-brainer. And if nothing else, at least take a look at the, when you have some time, jump on Google Images or whatever and find some sweet pictures of the Zoid models. And uh, the one to be on the lookout for is the final boss to this game, Ultrasaurus. Yes. That thing is rad. There's some really sweet dinosaur ones. Um, One last thing I want to mention that Mm -hmm. I just found out, Craig. Yeah. uh, That in the... What is this? This is in the 80s, mid-80s. There was a Zoids comic book released. Oh. But it was partnered with a Marvel character released in the UK. Which Marvel character do you think the Zoids comic was published with? Iron Man? Nope. Uh, I'll give you two more guesses. Uh, okay. Uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Yes. Really? <laughs> there is a... UK Marvel comic release of Spider-Man and Zoids. That was a short-lived series that was basically reprints of US Spider-Man issues. Uh, Basically around Secret Wars and Secret Wars 2. But in the issues, they had separate Zoid storyline arcs that were unrelated to the anime that were made... Uh, to go along, uh, coincide with the release of some toys in UK and Australia for Zoids. Oh my lord. <laughs> that is amazing. Yep. It, it, Spider-Man and Zoids. Spider-Man and Zoids. I just looked on eBay and one of them is $10. <laughs> I might have to buy it. Please do. There's some really interesting names for some Zoids. There's a Zoid planet called Zoid Star. There's a there, <laughs> there's there's a special series called the Black Zoid Saga. That's which pretty apparently cool. is about a black Zoid. I don't know anything else about them, but uh, there's also a Spider Zoid, but I don't think it has any relation to Spider Man. Ah, uh, wait, does Spider-Man not have a Spider-Zoid? No, no. So it was Spider-Man, but with Zoid stories in there. Not together. Oh! They were like their own separate mini stories. I'm less excited now. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's kind of neat. Uh, it, so the covers I guess, are really cool. What's that? The covers look really cool. I, I will have to give that a search because uh, I'm very intrigued by that. I... Uh, <laughs> So, if nothing else, I think we can all agree that our listeners need to go buy the Zoid Spider-Man comic series. Exactly. That's, yep. that's, I'm going to tell Hovercraft Joe that he needs to buy this. <laughs> Please do. Uh, Hovercraft Joe, if you do not buy Spider-Man Zoids, uh, I'm going to be disappointed in you. 
<laughs> uh, Chubs, I tell you what, though. Let's go ahead and dive on in to today's Retro Relay. Jones in for a classic game? It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. So, Chubs, it's uh, not often we're actually given gems to play on Retro Relapse. It's not. I mean, I don't think... is. Do you consider this a gem? Oh, yeah. I, I This is a fairly popular game. It's made by Treasure. I, I Honestly, I don't know who that is. Treasure is the uh, 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 company who was behind a lot of Sega Genesis's uh, really great platformers. Uh, Gunstar Heroes. Uh, this game, Dynamite Heady. Alien Soldier, uh, they eventually did Mischief Makers on Nintendo 64. Mm -hmm. uh, they did a whole bunch of really amazing games. They did Ikaruga, the shooter. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I, that, I like that game a lot. Uh, yeah, so Treasure is is behind a lot of really classic games. Uh, and Dynamite Heady is fun. It's colorful. Uh, it's bright. The handles well. It's not the easiest game. Uh, it it can be a little on the tough side. Uh, and yeah, the premise is basically you throw your head at enemies. I mean, it, but it's it also like I feel like two of the buttons are all you need. I don't know what the other button. It says recall head, but like it, the head comes back already on its own, so it just comes back faster. Maybe certain because I know you can get different power ups that change your head. Maybe uh, 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 once in later stages, you have to recall your head. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I didn't get that far. I found it a little lacking in direction. Um, I can so see that. So it was kind of confusing for me on, like, what am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> or where am I supposed to hit this enemy? Um, in the beginning, there's this, this like, giant toy-looking robot uh -huh. that, like, snatches people. And I'm like, uh, how do I save them? But I don't think I do. So it was just, there was a lot of ambiguity ambiguity around the game when I was playing it. But yeah, it, it's controlled real easy. I mean, the Sega directional pad is, is awesome. Yeah. Um, and you can basically shoot the head in any direction you can point the D-pad. Yeah, it, the controls are great. Uh, you know, uh, like I mentioned, just the Sega Genesis uh, in a lot of its games had issues where the games were a little bit more drab. Mm -hmm. The color palette on the Sega Genesis is usually not that fancy. Uh, but in this game, it's bright, it's colorful, it's uh, uh, almost it sometimes has like a, a pastel kind of thing going on. I really enjoyed that. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I really like Dynamite Hetty. I feel like this is one of the gems of the Sega Genesis. Uh, what? I mean, it was on the Sega Genesis Mini, mm -hmm. and I, but I had never heard of it. So, like, this is a... First time for me playing it. Really? Yeah. I I have played it before. I uh, now I uh, I uh, Chops, what would you say on the eight bit scale do you give Dynamite Hattie for the little bit you've played? I'd probably give it a three and a half. Or not three and a half. I'm sorry. <laughs> say a three and a half. That's that's really low. I was thinking uh uh, so I recorded with um, Last Action Podcast last night, so I was thinking about their five-point scale. Sorry. Oh, oh um, boy. I was going to say, I was like, I mean, you're going to have to do some explaining, Chops. <laughs> um, no, no, I I'd probably give it like a seven and a half. Um, mostly because, or not seven and a half. Wow, we're on an eight-bit scale, not ten. Holy crap. I'm really bad at this. Uh, eight-bit scale. Four is half. <laughs> Let me get my numbers Eight straight. is amazing. Four is average. What do you give it? Five. Only a five out of eight. Five because it, I got confused. I didn't quite know what to do with the recalling of the head. And um, there's just a lot going on in some of the scenes. <laughs> it's true. a little crazy. Uh, but uh, the music was decent and it, and it controlled really well. So, I, 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 yeah, I'll give it a uh, whatever I said. <laughs> I already forgot. You said a six out of eight. No, did I? I said five. Oh, five. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. A five. Okay, thanks. Uh, I, yeah, I made it worse. Sorry. Uh, okay. Honestly, I think I give it like a seven out of eight. Oh, And maybe really? it's because so many of our other Retro Relapse games are not that great. Uh, 
but uh yeah i thought this was just fun i thought uh uh it's colorful it's it's you know uh it just has a lot going for it and it's pedigree being made by treasure like you said the controls are great you mm-hmm. know that goes a long way uh if nothing else i highly recommend checking it out please do uh but chops i think it's about time we jump on into our music bracket competition because we have uh uh two bangers going up against each other today Uh, i'd say two venerable giants yeah no absolutely these are these are two songs that have every right to continue on but only one of them can uh so this is of course our stage theme bracket uh excluding mega man uh and uh uh you know when it comes to uh the music here you know basically choose whatever one you want but you know whatever theme you think is better whatever whether that's subjective or objective to you uh which we'll get to how you can vote in a little bit but first let's go ahead and listen to the first song which is uh composed by tim and jeff fallen uh Folin, uh which was for silver surfer on nes uh, this game itself is kind of really tough. It's a really hard shoot 'em up, uh, but the music's really awesome. Uh, so let's give it a listen. <laughs> Awesome theme. That that song rocks. Like, it does. It's it's all over the place. It's so metal. It's just like I I, I want to look for covers now for this and just hear some shredding guitar parts because that song is just so rocking. It is. That is a really really awesome Nintendo song. And uh, it is going up against another Nintendo song. And this one might just be like the the Goliath of Nintendo songs. It is so catchy. It is the main theme to Bubble Bobble. It's uh, very different. It is immensely different. Let's go ahead and uh, give this a listen. This is uh, uh, composed by Tadashi Kimijima uh, for, of course, Bubble Bobble. It's the main theme and uh, the level theme uh, throughout just about the entire game. Uh, Let's go ahead and give it a listen. (laughs) 
it, it's just so catchy. I mean, it is, but when it's placed next to the first song, I'm bored. I will say that this is a uh, going to be a bracket competition that, you know, highlights what's better for most people. Something that's, you know, really unique and distinct and, and has a lot going on with it or something where, you know, simplicity is magic. Yeah, I, I guess in this matchup, yeah, that's a, that's a good example. I think we've seen that throughout the bracket where, like, most of the newer generation songs have lost, even though they're more complex or even arguably better songs, to older, simpler chiptunes. Yeah. Um, and it's... It's interesting because we have a chip tune that's really complex against a chip tune that's very simple and repetitive, um, but also elicits they elicit two different things. One's like rocking gameplay, uh, um, excitement. The other one's like playfulness, childlike mm-hmm. en- energy. You know? Yeah, and no, I I think that uh, uh, this will be uh, a really interesting matchup, and and I think just about all of our matchups are interesting. Yep. Uh, to see how the fans are going to vote, and when it comes to voting, uh, our fans have four different ways they can jump on our Facebook page, our Twitter account. If you go to GameZillaMedia.com, you can join our Discord page from there. And on Discord every week, we have an extra vote. And we also have uh, on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Uh, you're going to have a uh, vote there as well, so long as you're giving uh, as low as $1 a month. Uh, but, Chops, did you want to lay uh, down on our uh, listeners some of the, the other fun perks that Patreon uh, offers them? Yeah, so if you join Patreon at the $5 level, you'll be able to get extra episodes from each of our shows. So from us, it's Game Shark, um, where we talk about kind of anything re- regarding retro video games, specific games, series, uh, composers, um, you know, anything that really we don't cover here on this main show. It's, it's a specialty show for all our fans, as well as you get those from Last Action Podcast and the GameZilla Podcast, Noiseland Arcade, and uh, Noobs and Dragons. Yep. Um, and then at the dollar level, if you are subscribed there, it's just a dollar, you also get State of the Zilla, which is a fun show that we get to do with all the different hosts um, deciding you know, on a topic maybe a few minutes beforehand and then just running with it, or it's something that we're really passionate about and want to talk about for a long time and we finally get to do it. it it's really anything goes in that podcast yeah and like we mentioned earlier in june chops myself and lpj from last action podcast talked about uh uh you know toy lines throughout our generations uh you know uh, lpj being the oldest me is the sort of pseudo middle child here and then uh chops is the youngest and going through these like old toy lines that we had when we were growing up i uh, and so if the the talk of toys and models from earlier got you excited absolutely check that out i think you'll really enjoy it absolutely uh but i think it's about time that we wrap things up here uh chops uh so we'll see y'all next time when, when the, the legend, legend continues, continues.